T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Gresh and Fourier. Celtics, for the second time this year, their nine-game win streak will come to an end in a Monday night road game. They will take their talents and the NBA's best record to South Beach. Jason Tatum and the Celtics made a run early in the fourth, but Orlando shoots 51% from the floor. They knock down their threes tonight, and the Magic become the first team this year in Jonathan Isaac's return to beat the Celtics in this season series. Andy Gresh. He's got a very strong personality in all of the best ways, and in that role, in that job, you can't be afraid of confrontation. And the thing is, Billy can do that, but he also is an incredible listener. Part of his confrontation is all about motivating people. So I think this is a really terrific rehire by the New England Patriots. Christian Fourier. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to do, I'd have already done it. Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. Gresh and Fourier right now. This is just something Doc always told us. Don't get bored with the process. Right. I mean, they got the best record. But you can easily be like, we can't wait for playoffs. No, mm. the process is take care of the regular season because yeah. that'll carry over to the playoffs because they know what the ultimate goal is to win a championship. On WEEI. Well, it's quite apropos that we end in hearing Paul Pierce there in the open for the final hour of Gresh and Fourier. But, uh... Well, oh no! What we happened? A, we got a lot of bad oh, news. My bet is, I'm just really upset about yeah, this news. Yeah, I tried to help you. Well, you didn't. You did I you know? I did, did you have this information before no, I made this bet? But I also did point out to you that there were players missing last night. It's the back end of a back to back. People might be sitting down. And Terp, what is it? It's no Brogdon, no Smart, no Jalen Brown, no Al Horford. Do I got that Correct. right? Yep. Sweet Jesus! What is, what, is, what is the what is the deal with? I get Brogdon had that's a personal issue. Well, Al has been sitting down on the back end of back that's to fine, backs. But why is Jalen Brown missing a game? What is he going through? Does he need load management? Is that what we're doing? Well, Wait, or is he so embarrassed about all his freaking turnovers <laughs> that he needs like a mental health day? I'm not kidding. Does he need to kind of get away? And well, like, you know, we, we want you to get back in the pool. Remember, his knee was barking when he went out of his way to come back for that Golden State Warriors game. So, That's what they labeled it as, right, right abductor management. There you go. Now, by the way, the guy who grabbed his side after a three-point shot last night was Jason Tatum. And Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. And also Jason Tatum said that, uh, oh, I might need uh, surgery on my wrist in the offseason, which, by the way, we've known that the wrist has been a problem for a while when it comes to Tatum. I was a little surprised why maybe he didn't get this cut on in the offseason season. 
Now, I'm going to trust that Tatum can manage this because he has before. But this is not exactly the news you want to hear that your MVP candidate is, you know, what, past the halfway point of the regular season and is talking about we might still have 50-some games left to play, but, oh, by the way, at the end of the year, I might need to get my wrist cut on. Uh, and the other thing, just to go back to last night and the whole, uh, which I don't know what they labeled it as, Jason Tatum's, like, was it uh, he basically had a cramp. Is that what it was? He took the shot and then had a cramp on no, the he, side. He shot the ball. There was no contact. And he, after he shoots, the arm goes down. Then he's like, oh, 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 they got me. Oh, someone bit me real quick. And then he runs off into the tunnel to go to the locker room. And then he comes back. I just feel like it's, um, can we just like, can we not over-exaggerate like the injuries and the circumstances? Like, do you have to sprint off the court and just, you know, be so unbelievably nervous about something that is just routinely maybe just a cramp because he came back in. And oh, by the way, when you left, the, you know, Orlando went on like a 20 to 5 run or something like that. Some, something obnoxious. Well, it's not a surprise that Jalen Brown plays last night and then sits on the back end of a back to back, same as Al Horford. But it was also knowing that Smart and Brogdon were unlikely to play, which is, I guess, part of the reason why I was like, are you sure you really want to do that? I thought Brogdon would be back. Personal issue. Okay. My taxes. Even I if, got my W-2. Because even go. if Brown was going to play, you still need a point guard in there to avoid all the issues that we talked about, which was Jalen Brown can be turnover prone. And, you know, Peyton Pritchard did the Lord's work in playing 31 minutes last night trying to be the guy to get the ball up the floor and be that ball handler. Uh, but look, you know, they're on the road. They're in Miami. We'll see if, oh, I don't know, old PP and Luke Cornett and guys like that can sort of Cornette, rise to oh the Lord. occasion this evening. And, he, lost, he lost some of his shine, didn't and he? And save the Celtics bacon, uh, who will play tonight in Miami. Of course, they lose to Orlando yesterday. Short trip to Miami. Busy week for the Celtics on Thursday. They'll be back up here taking on the Knicks. Um, boy, I got to tell you. I'm kind of bummed that we haven't felt the need to mention the Bruins given their opponent. You know, when you first I'm start with it. but when you first start <laughs> thinking about Boston Bruins hockey, one of the rivals you think of is the Montreal Canadiens. They're a bunch of pukes. Their fans are uh, erudites. They are a-holes. Obnoxious. They and think, they're from Canada. They think they invented the game there. They really do. And for five or more, really for more than five years now, the Montreal Canadiens have been irrelevant, completely irrelevant. I think it was won the division six or seven years ago, bounced right out in the first round, haven't been relevant since, worst team or one of the worst teams in hockey last year. They're not great this year. And the reason I say that I'm sad that we haven't felt the need to mention the Bruins is because right now the rivalry is tepid at best. None of us here respect the Canadians. It's hard to say to young Bruins fans, ah, they suck up there. You should hate those bastards. Because a lot, if you're a Bruins fan, uh, I don't know, aged 45 to 75 listening right now, you're like, yes, I used to. I used to hate them. I used to hate those guys. And now it's like, oh, they're playing Montreal. Times the game starts. Seven. Yeah, they're, they, I mean, this, this, nothing to this matchup, and no, it sucks. I can probably tell you, based on how things have been going for the Bruins lately, the last couple games or whatever, is early, early goals in the first period, 
the piled on definitely in the second period. So you could easily see them going up two nothing in the first period, and then Montreal just like just giving up. Like, just when is it over? That's because that's how they've been, you know, beating up on teams. They go after them early, get a nice lead, and then they just run the clock out. And while they're running it out, they're still scoring goals. So I just don't see how this one is. And if you're sad that they're, that the that the rivalry isn't like what it used to be. I mean, it's all on Montreal. Yeah, it's, it's all, really all on them. They stink, and the organization stinks, and their fans are the worst. Oh my god! Who was the guy, the what? radio guy up there that used to oh. yell? The, used to yell about the dog. He found his dog. They're gonna win. Who's that guy? That used to you know be. Uh, yeah, 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 Tony Marinero, That's Meatball Marinero. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. When I was at the other place, he used to battle with that guy all yes. the time. When the Canadians are relevant now. No, him and his cocker spaniel sitting in his hot tub yeah. have been sitting around for five and a half years, and no one cares what's yeah, going on. Yeah, you're right. There. Though there was like, if you, um, you know, this you- is by the way, this is an organization of pukes who, when PK Subban wanted to give ten million dollars to a hospital, That's right? The organization got mad at him for that for him not including them. Shut up. Like, seriously. Can we come to the ribbon ceremony cutting deal? Oh, my God. So there should be the part of me that is the Bruin fan that's like, good. Watch them suffer. They think they own the game up there, right? And then there's the part of me like tonight where it's like, damn. I got the Celtics with four guys that are going to be out and a Bruins team that is just being the hammer to everybody's (laughs) nail. And I have no reason to respect Montreal tonight whatsoever. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, they're the worst. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Well, after that, I feel like both games are going to suck. Like the Celtics aren't going to have any of their stars playing, any of their guys playing, and they're going, uh, you know, back-to-back against uh, Miami, uh, who, again, that's more of a rivalry than you'll see with the Bruins and Montreal. And, then you know, the Bruins should basically just beat their heads in. It should be be over quickly. Let's hope so. It should be over quickly. Is Mac Jones done beating his head in because Bill O'Brien is here? No, no. I think um I think uh I think Mac Jones probably feels like he's in church now. He probably feels like he is uh witnessed a miracle when he woke up this morning and he got the call or somebody he saw a tweet that it looks like Bill O'Brien uh, per Adam Schefter is that they are in agreement on a contract is going to be the Patriots. You probably felt like church you probably felt like rejoicing because all your problems are now solved. You are healed. You are blind and now you can see. You were in a wheelchair and now you can finally walk. Like, I was going to be happier to see the news that this actually happened. It, it, it probably feels like a miracle based on what he was going through under the circumstances that he was, that he was under and dealing with, sorry, last year. It does. And I don't, I don't, and I'm not even, I don't even feel like I'm exaggerating that. I feel it literally feels like the old school, like Southern Baptist church, like revival, right? Like the old school, like people are coming up and they can't walk and the guy lays hands on them and they fall down and everybody's got their hands up in the air right. and they're like, woo, Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien. You feel great, Jesus. right? You feel awesome. You feel like you're walking on water. That's, that is the number one priority. It's probably one of the as far as all the off-season moves and, you know, as far as, like, off-season needs, this was easily, for me, the biggest need 
biggest hole to fill in the Patriots' 20-plus history of this run of success of the two different dynasties that they had in the beginning and the last one that they just had. This was it. They filled it. And they didn't just kind of like, you know, get some just guy passing through town. They got a experienced, respectful uh, guy with a great reputation that will be able to turn this thing around in a hurry. And let's let's not act like he has a like it's going to be hard to do because you know because they were so down on the dumps, they were so bad at everything mm-hmm. that it would have been even like a moderate level replacement would be would be an upgrade. But this guy, next level upgrade. I just listen. I feel like it's the best news you could ha- you could hear. If you're a Patriots fan, you should be ec- ecstatic. Well, your problems are solved. Are Patriot fans ecstatic over Bill O'Brien coming back? Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. There's also something about the conference championship games I kind of want to get off uh, my chest, but we're hearing rumblings about Matt Patricia, hearing rumblings about Adrian Clem. Where is this thing all going for New England? And by the way. Are we ever going to learn the title of Gerard Mayo? We were assuming he was going to get a title, right? But maybe. Did they just bring him back with no title? We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I. This might be Terp's first dud of the day here. You didn't request this, did you? No, I, I'm staying out of it. I'm just, I feel like I, I hover too much. Uh, hover too much? With what? Terp, with the music. With the music, I do. I feel like I'm a little too hard on him. So i just letting him find his own way. And you're right. That wasn't a miss for me, though. Really? It was not a miss. I'm sorry. There wasn't some random wrestler that walked out to this no, song now, in the 80s. Don't be silly. Okay? But, uh, no, it's got a list little... Got a little, let's got a little something no. to it. Now, you know WWE, it do, now WWE does their own music because they can own it and make millions yeah, of dollars off sense. of it. They're a smart company. This makes right. sense, yeah. Now, now, no one's using the illegal uh, songs anymore. Well, all you really need is like a keyboard and no, like, no. A, like a little, oh, right? Can't you just do that? Stop it now. Have you ever? I could create a song on my own with a keyboard with having no musical ability whatsoever. And one of those little old do school it. things that you go like this. Sure. I'll do it on the mic. Yeah. See that? See, I just said that's an opening beat. See that? Everybody like that? 
Yeah, we just take the music it behind it. I, it was I an like open it. beat, I'm sure. <laughs> you know what that really so sounded like? Rick what? Derringer doing Real American for Hulk Hogan, 1985. <laughs> by the way, they used that last night on Monday Night Raw when the Hulkster came out. First of all, can I just do it like you know, like all these other like rappers do? I'll just steal somebody else's stuff. Well, there is a lot of that. And yeah. just put a spin on it. Listen, I'll pay you a little something to let me sample some of your stuff. And then we'll go from there. Or as I learned from the now departed John Anderson, everything really begins and ends with Kendrick Lamar. If he sampled it, then, oh, God, it was a big hit. Really? But, you know, we'll, okay. uh, right. we'll uh, let that lie. Let's talk about Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones at 617-779-7937. David Amherst with Gresham Fourier. Hi, Dave. Hey. Dave. Hello, Dave. Dave. Okay. Dave going once. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, hey, go ahead, Dave. What do you have on uh, Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien? Hey, sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, you know, I think you could hire four Bill O'Briens. I disagree with Christian. The first question, Bill O'Brien, if I was him, I would have asked the Patriots, is, can I change the quarterback? So I think the problem, the number one thing is Mac Jones. I don't think he's going to take you to the promised land. So what what's the good, the good there? What do you guys think about that? You well, need a new quarterback. How, well, do you, how do you go about that? Well, Dave, let me ask you this. What quarterback in the NFL would have thrived in 2022 with Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinator to where you it would not force you to want to make a call like this? Uh, that's a good question. Maybe one of the top five or six. But at the same time, you know, I just don't think that it's about the coaches as much as people are making it out to be. Since when is it not the players on the field making the plays? Well, then how do you explain then how do you explain the year Max rookie year to last year without putting into context who was going through the Cheesecake Factory menu of plays? Well, that's, you know, there's some credit there for sure, but it was a pretty cake bit of schedule there. And look at the last, you know, six or seven games of that first year. He was terrible. So there's no question that there was a fade there. But to look at this guy and think you need to move on from him and you're evaluating him with a guy who might not even have a job in the NFL in a month, as crazy as that may seem, to then draw conclusions on this cat? And would Patrick Mahomes have done well? No. As great as Pat Mahomes is, actually, one of the top guys probably would have been a hell of a lot more defiant if it came to Matt Patricia being the dude. If that's Joe Burrow, do we think Joe Burrow behind the scenes isn't going to say to you, you're an idiot, bro, or something (laughs) like that? Like, really? Yeah, I think he would say just... Dude, bro, you're such you're, an idiot, like, bro. Honest to God, yeah. I could totally see him saying that and be like, I'm going to change this play. Yeah. You know, he would he would have gotten fired at midway through the season because a premier talent like one of those guys, you, you can sit there, you can't get away from you can't get away with it. With Mac, he was a little bit more, I don't know, accommodating, I guess, especially in the beginning because he was so young. He really didn't know what he was getting himself into. Like, he trusted Bill the first time. He gave him one of the best offense coordinators the NFL has seen in a long time. And then he replaces him with just a guy and says, you know what? Coaching is coaching. He'll be fine. He gives him another, hey, I gave, I'm gave. i giving you two head coaches to kind of oversee your development. Trust me on this. I know what I'm doing. Well, it became, it became pretty obvious that he shouldn't be trusting him. And then he started to act out. Like, early on, we started hearing rumblings. From just, say, Kendrick Bourne early on, hey, 
This is not how that, you know that old commercial? That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> like, I can easily see them saying that. This is not where this goes. And what are you talking about? And there's no easy button to press no. to be able to get rid of these dudes. That's not how any of this works. Yeah, why aren't we in Staples right now? Isn't there an easy button? Like, everyone just gets it? <laughs> no, and I think, and as soon as people started to, like, almost recognize and question it, it became a problem. Man, they they got they were on to you quick. Kendrick Bourne's been in this offense, this offense that you're trying to evolve into. Like he knows, he knows this doesn't work. He's sitting there yelling, going, "This is stupid. This is not how this works." And the Max like, "No, no, let's just let's give him the benefit of the doubt." Bill's told me privately, he's he's the guy. I should trust him. So if I'm willing to trust him, you should trust him. All right, let's go. Man, they're not playing me in a preseason game because I talked some smack. Remember when Kendrick Bourne was held out of one of those games? Oh, yeah. I mean, so it's just on and on and on. There were signs and messages, and people just, you know, blindly followed. And then this is what you get for it until everyone finally started to, like, revolt almost with the frustration. You can't hold it in anymore. So uh, rip one stack bundles in the Twitch rip chat. Rip one stack bundles. That's a great, that's a great Twitch uh, handle. God. Says, Gresh, you asked the wrong question. You should have asked that gentleman what second-year quarterback would have done better in Mac Jones's situation? Yeah. So keep it within his draft class. The circumstances. What would – well, Trey Lance yeah. would have hurt himself walking yeah. on the field. So there's that. Okay. Chris Shimes, the only one who's still in love with him. Then you got Zach uh, – what? Uh, I'm going to say Zach, Zach Taylor. Zach Wilson. How oh would he have done here Ryan in this Leaf scenario? In prison. I, how about Justin Fields? He would be running. He oh, can run. He'd be running he a lot. He would have broke a couple big ones. You would have said, wow, that's awesome. But they still would have lost every game. Trevor Lawrence? Well, who, he dealt with it. Who, we have an example. Oh, you know what? That's a good We point. have a comp. There you go. He there. dealt with it, and okay. it was horrible. Is that sort of the hope with Mac Jones? Is that you get him back to kind of where he was? Yes. But the Trevor Lawrence example is a great one. You went from Urban Meyer. Yeah. Who would have thought, by the way? College Football Hall of Fame candidate yeah. Urban Meyer. That we'd be sitting here saying, even though it's pro football, that wow, Urban Meyer was the worst thing for Trevor Lawrence, but no. the Doug freaking Peterson might have been the best thing for him. I, I, I laugh about this every now and then when I'm just driving. I think about, I hysterically laugh about the arrogance with Urban Meyer thinking that he could treat professional football players Grown men with families like he does some 19-year-old kid that he recruited out of, like, you know, Nebraska. Like, that kid is going to respect him and fear him like some grown adult that probably has more money and more options and opportunities and is more respected than he is. That, to me, was the funniest part of it. He thought he could just do whatever the hell he wanted and, like, these grown men weren't going to check him. And they did. And they fired his ass for cause. It's amazing. And then college football welcomed him right back. He's back on that that uh, that, that oh, Fox, Fox. sex. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Hey, we'll take you. You're awesome here. We love you here. The pros, they want nothing to do with you. So we do have some people, or at least one guy, who was like, uh, hey, uh, you know, why can't both be true? The coaching was bad and Mac was bad. So let's walk through this for a moment. Yeah, let's break it down. Mac Jones, first year, great. Took great strides. Yeah, he had some rookie fade. But overall, the year was amazing. He was the standout of all these quarterbacks that we just kind of ran through from that draft. Uh, and then you got so you got Josh McDaniels in year one. You got Maddie in the middle. And then you're welcoming back Bill O'Brien. Some people say that is bad for a quarterback. 
But how far apart are McDaniels and Bill O'Brien offensively really going to be? Not much. Isn't this more of the... Maybe the same. Let me get away from the Rube this past year and go back to what we were doing well. How similar do you think uh, B.O.B. and Josh would be schematically in what they want to do with Mac? Uh, the same. I think I think those two guys will be they'll be a similar crossover between the two, um, and again I still believe that the foundation of how they call plays is the same. But Bob Bill O'Brien will put his own spin on it, and he will add some stuff, and he'll take a ton of stuff out. This was stupid. Don't do this. So, do you just scrap everything from last year and go backwards, or do you still have to implement a little bit maybe of what? They were thinking offensively, even you're though it was through Patricia. All over, guys. So we you're, you're all tearing over. it up. Hey, whatever you guys. Okay, everybody, everybody, come into the room. My name's uh, Bill O'Brien. You can call me Bob. Okay, I want you all to look into this little silver long thingy with the red light. Stare right into it, and boom. Okay, good. There we go. There's last year. Forget about it. It doesn't <laughs> exist. I'm I'm the man in black. I'm just coming to to erase your memory. Belichick will bring in someone from the yeah. military to yep. put them through. What do they call that whenever they go through, uh, like, deprogramming or something like yeah. that? Like, once you're on a mission yep. and they bring you in and it's like 20 hours of them just feeding you mind-numbing schlock to make you forget everything you knew from the past, like, four years. Yeah. You There's a word all. for that. I forget can't it all. Forget all of it. You don't need it. Good. You don't need it. None of it is valuable. You're starting all over. He's going to bring his own playbook in, and you may say, wow, okay, this is, okay, they just call it differently. Okay, but it's this. Okay, so I'm, so it's easier for me to remember, and I can draw some sort of comparison to it. And oh, oh my God, all their line calls are the same. I'm, oh, this is easy. Okay, um, all right, so now let's get into the, to the weeds as far as how we're going to attack the play. So there's how you attack the play, and then the, there's the accountability for that play mm -hmm. to what we were talking about earlier. Can you imagine, like, if the whole, uh, you brought this up, the whole uh, guys running into each other. Oh, my like God. Like, I called it my bad football. Like, my bad football doesn't exist anymore. Those Bill O'Brien is not going to put up with my bad football. Now, I feel like Matty P, Matty in the middle, I think he is just based on his position of strength. He doesn't. He's not a position of power. He was mocked. He was. They were probably rolling their eyes at him. Didn't even have the fun title. Of like that's Again, another indicator as a player where it's like you, you got no. The stroke. thing is, like, you can't con professional athletes. You just can't do it. That the young kids, you can sit there. That's why there's no big rah rah and all that stuff for for pros until you get to the Super Bowl. Like everyone, it's just a job. You open the door, and say you go get them. That's it. For the college guys, they're up there yelling and screaming and hooting and hollering and going crazy before the game. You see them jumping around with the towels. I was like, there's no way I'm doing that. I'm conserving my energy. Tired already. I got to run down on kickoff team. Then I got to play on offense. No freaking way. This is, bad. this is great news, but it's great news. Everybody's going to be happy. And it'll be interesting to see if Adrian Clem comes aboard because he is an established offensive line coach. Yep. And it would be somebody who, admittedly, while he wasn't great at the pro level, who does understand pro football. And because pro and college blocking schemes, while some are similar, there is a lot of differences. Yeah. And again, I still go back to there's a connection. I drafted you. Uh, you played here. We won a mm -hmm. Super Bowl. I mean, they, there's not a guy that is on this staff that doesn't have some sort of degree of separation from Bill. And it's not six. It's I think the most I've actually figured out, like with all his staff, is maybe two, two degrees of separation. Not six. Six would mean 
you would have a surface-level knowledge of the person because uh, your old offensive coordinator's brother's son is also a coach on the staff, and they once <laughs> played against each other. That's how that would work. Yes. So to me, Clem is a, is a one degree of separation. We drafted you. You played here. Dante Scarnecchia was your coach. Like, where do you think Adrian Clem gets like gets his like? Who do you think would like he would credit for his knowledge and attitude about coaching? He's a descendant of Scarnecchia, right? I mean, he's a direct descendant. You really want to break it down? It is interesting. You I know, feel that's like a it's point. Part of that, it. That's a point that hasn't uh, been brought up very much. Uh, Mego and Arcan coming up at the top of the hour. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Can I get something off my chest? That I didn't oh, get to. Absolutely. I know I could wait for. Are you done? But yeah. I, I'm sure you you're going to. Left out of are you no, done? No, no, no. It's not. This has nothing to do with it because I know. <laughs> you know what actually, I'm no, no, no. Let me let me ask you before I go uh, okay. nuts on I'll this. Give you a quick answer. Uh Neutral site conference championship games? I don't like them. What are we doing here? That's ridiculous. Here's the thing. Stupid. I understand that the National Football League wants as much money as they can possibly get. There, I, I don't know about you, I am a greedy capitalist, but I'm at least willing to admit it, which is why I work all these things that I do. I like money. I like <laughs> saving it because I'd love to not work at some point. I get it that the owners want money. But when you devalue the regular season, which is really what you're doing, you want a neutral site Super Bowl that should go to bid. There are people coming in from all over the world. It should be. But to think that we're going to, you know, we're going to go sell to Coke, the AFC championship game in Philadelphia presented by Coca-Cola or presented by, you know, Coca-Cola here in Indianapolis, like, there has to, you can't, the one thing that these teams, can, that the leagues, excuse me, can't do when they expand their playoffs is devalue the regular season. I'm a staunch proponent in the NBA. The divisions still need to matter. When everybody says, oh, just go one through 16 with the best teams and have a tournament. No, 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 no. To me, even if you want to devalue winning a division, keep the structure. But in the NFL, you're going to tell me that you're going to bust your ass for the number one seed in your conference, and then, oh, you get the bye. It's great. But they're going to take away the home championship game from you that you earned by being the best during the regular season? Get out of here with that. Ooh. Find another way to make money. Yeah, I'm with you. Hate it. I, I hate it also. But However, you, I feel like you're setting me up for a caveat no, here. No, because I just feel like it's inevitable. That's how I feel. I feel like it's inevitable. Mm. They sold the draft, Gresh. They moved the draft right, around. which affects no one. I know. It's just an event. I know, it's but one it doesn't matter. It's like the Pro Bowl. The really, the, 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 really, the thing, if you really peel down the layer, layers, the NFL is a, is like, uh, like is uh, what are they? It's an event planner. They're like a massive, like, gargantuan, like, event planner. They put on events. That's what they do. And I feel like just hearing you talk about it was like, you're saying it, but no, they will sell it. They will sell. They will sell it, and one team will be in a dark color. The other one will be in a light color, and you'll just be identified as the home team. But you really won't have an advantage because it'll be open to anybody, and they'll block off a bunch of tickets for the for the number one seed, and they should get more. But somebody, third market, whatever, they'll come up and snatch them up. They will do it because imagine you have so – look at all these stadiums. they got to fill them. With events, SoFi Stadium, you have it on the West Coast, and then you have uh, 
you know, the, the next newest. And Buffalo, maybe they got a lid over that thing. And Seattle, imagine having, like, championship games where your team's not involved. I feel like, as much as I hate it, it's inevitable. Like, it just is. Like, anything the NFL can sell, they will sell anything. No, I they get it. They do not care. They'll but, sell this. And look, they... The, the they'll make a ne- billion dollars on, on the... And they'll make a billion dollars on the conference championship games, and then they'll make two billion on the Super Bowl. Well, that's the thing. Then you know what they're going to lose? They're going to lose television networks that are willing to then pay for that game. Why would because, they not pay for it? Because a part of the reason that you want that conference championship game... And I'm trying to remember... Was it like Equifax last year or Equitax or something like Basically, CBS got money because it was the AFC Championship game presented by Lanny's Lawns, right? Mm. Whatever. Good service. Right? But so if it's now, if the league is going to tell CBS, oh, by the way, the main sponsor is Coca-Cola. So it's now, and I, I know you got a partnership with Pepsi, but screw off, even though you're paying us money. Here's the uh, Coca-Cola AFC championship game and presented by Pepsi. Like at some point you're then telling your partners, oh yeah, by the way, guys, we're so invested in this and you that you're going to pay top dollar and we're going to get the title sponsor. It doesn't work it, it that doesn't way. Matter. If you're if you're the mafia, if you're the don, yes it does. Guess what happens this to is, mafia dons? Well, they eventually, well then somebody yeah, they, they get, get shot, shot and then somebody replaces them, but the mentality still exists. And you know what? This and I have never subscribed to the Mark Cuban theory of the whole yeah, yeah. pigs get fed, yeah, hogs get yeah. slaughtered. This would be bordering on hog slaughter times if they're like, "Oh yeah, CBS, Pay us a ton of money for the game, and we also get the title sponsor, and we get to keep that money, and you get to try to jump through the hoops of figuring out how to not have conflicts with people that you do business with because we're slapping a logo on there. It's crap. Ain't I got to travel? Imagine Patriots make to an AC championship game. You got to go to Denver, or you got to go to L.A., Oh, well, you know how you're going to fix that? Or you got to go to Houston. Hey, guess what? Hey, if you're the, if you win, if you're the number 1 seed and you remain the number 1 seed and you're the home team, we're going to give you an extra 50k. They'll lap that up and we're going to give you less practice time. They will eat that up like it's candy. So the players will fall yes, for it. Yes, cuz they're weak. It's a whole other topic. They're weak. Sounds they're like gullible. Estelle Costanza with the yelling at George in the Serenity Now episode. You're weak. They're weak. They're so gullible. Uh, we'll take are, anything. Are you done is next. WEEI. WEEI. New England Sports Original. Gresh and Fourier. On WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Now, it's time for... Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? You done, right? You done, right? Are you done? Are you done? On Gresh and Fourier. For Are You Done, sponsored by Unified Office. If you run a business, you know the rough impact labor shortage can have on your customer's phone experience. Unified Office specializes in keeping businesses from losing income and customer calls and revenue. Learn more at unifiedoffice.com. Billy Lanny, are you done? I am not. This one's for the wrestling junkies out there. Oh, yeah, baby. Foyer. Foyer. I'm ready. Foyer, you should remember this one. All right, give me a, come on. It was on this day in 1988. WWE held the first Royal Rumble. Yes. Who was the winner? Oh, uh, the Royal Rumble in 1980. That was 88. um, 88. Okay, so that was uh, Andre the Giant. Nope. Good guess, though, I guess. 
That I mean, is at pretty that good time, guess. I mean, for the time, it's a well, yeah, pretty I, good I'm guess. thinking because that was not a that was not a rumble. That was a one on one. That was one versus one. That was Andre the Giant conceding to the to, to Hulk Hogan. Now, basically, passing the torch. Now, Billy, if I remember correctly, here it was uh, hacksaw Jim Duggan. Correct. And this is a real deep nerd dive. Part of the reason Vince McMahon put the Royal Rumble on the USA Network was because the competing Southern promotion that turned into WCW was having a pay-per-view that night. So Vince McMahon ran something for free on USA to screw them on their pay-per-view revenue. Nice. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was, That's a definite that nerd is, moment. Do you know, good, good call on that Do you one. know who uh, I did? Big John Studd win the second Royal Rumble, Billy? He did. He did. He did. There we go. I think yeah. it went to Hogan. That's right. I think Hogan got it in 90. I don't know if he got it two years in a row. Hogan is amongst the small group of people who've won the Royal Rumble twice. Right, right. But that's another thing. It's, it's. I, I still think it's their best pay per view they do. And uh, the thirty sixth annual Rumble is this Saturday. Oh, we'll be on it, Billy. Right, absolutely. Maybe a little it's a Saturday night. Amazing. Oh yeah, a little preview on Friday as well. I'm sure you have Peacock. We'll make, we'll, you'll have a pick. We'll get a pick out of you, Christian. Okay, all right. Okay, absolutely. Christian, do you have Peacock? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Free. then you can watch WWE Network. Sure. You can watch the Rumble live. Free do, they, do they have what they have with uh, with baseball games, Major League Baseball games, like the condensed game? Was like five minutes instead red of three zone. hours. You want the red zone? You want the no, red no, zone? I don't want the red zone. No, That's me wants, watching five hundred things. So he wants the rumble shrunk down to about twenty like, minutes. Say twenty minutes. Yeah. yeah. Do they have that? They don't. Oh, okay, I won't be. Watching. Just learn who Cody Rhodes okay, is. I will. Christian. Gross. Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? Terp, yep. you done? Not yet. So you remember when the Eagles won the Super Bowl when they were eating horse manure and everything else from the streets they still whoa, haven't whoa. found out they were eating cow chips they were still haven't found out how to behave after uh, my, uh, Sunday's divisional round they stole safety CJ Gardner Johnson's car <laughs> that's a way to celebrate a win Wait, what? they took his car and stole it after they won the divisional game well, you know, the people of Philadelphia are a strange lot, I guess we would well, say. Well, that's what right? he said. He said, wow, that's how you guys get down in Philly after a win. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, I would say, would you, uh, let me see if you co-sign this. The most, uh, the best comp for Boston fans would be Philly. Uh, pretty close, yeah. A lot of venom there. Yeah. There was one year I was covering the A-10 tournament, and the Flyers were in the cup finals, and they were MFing Eric Lindros for not like he'd have like a, a goal in a game and sports talk radio the late big daddy graham down there in philadelphia would be uh taking calls on wip and they'd be like lindros doesn't score enough like they're in the cup finals and they're just killing this guy yeah yeah no that's uh, i love him it's a different level of ruthlessness yeah. i gotta say are you done are, are you done are you done i am done Christian, are you done? You want me to go? Because this mine's mine. I'm going to take it down a notch just for a second because oh, uh, do we have to lower uh, the music? Well, I mean, like, you don't have to. It's up to you. But just real quick, I don't know if anybody knows this. If you're a fan of Lou Merloni, if you're a fan of the shows that we did together, and even you know the shows that he did before I jumped on board with the, the ones that he did with um, Glenn Ordway, or as a player, or just as a person, just some sad news to announce that his father has passed away. His dad mm. was 84 years old. He was suffering from Alzheimer's for almost four years, almost four years, um, had some issues over the weekend, um, got the pneumonia, was fighting his way through that, um, had a seizure and ended up passing away over the weekend uh, by of, uh, respiratory failure. So if you know Lou, if you love Lou, 
you know, I'm sure he'd appreciate a quick little, hey, how you doing, thinking of you, that type of thing. Um, and I thought I would mention that because I know a lot of people, um, you know, appreciate everything that he's done. As and a we love him player. here. He's and great. of course, you know, yeah. I know everybody at the station knows what's going on. He was really close to his dad. Uh, has been going. His dad's been struggling for a long period of time. So if you have a second, reach out to him. Just tell him how much you appreciate him and wish him well. At Lou Maloney on Twitter. Very Absolutely. good. No, I'm Thank glad you, you mentioned yeah. that. Good job. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, all of our best to Lou and his family during this time. And, man, you talk about a brutal disease, man. A lot of people talk about other stuff and cancer and things like that. But, oh, that was Alzheimer's weird, is something. I, I, will, I will share this with you because I talked to Lou yesterday, and he was, uh, you know, when it was getting real rocky the other day, you know, they had asked him to come back, and, you know, his dad was really kind of suffering with it, but not completely out of it. And then he had, uh, like, a seizure, and then he basically snapped out of, like, they thought that he had snapped out of his Alzheimer's because he was talking right. to Lou normally, and they were, like, surprised at how aware he was and, you know, how he they he recognized Lou because, obviously, Alzheimer's, you know, you're not, you oh, know, yeah, you're how in sad that is, and mm-hmm. you, your kids and your family members are coming in, you have no idea who they are. So I think, I mean... Not that, that it's a good day, but it was like one of those things where at least he recognized him before he passed on. So, man, that thoughts is, and prayers, that obviously, is something. condolences Absolutely, to, the family. to Lou and his family. And uh, on that note, that is it for us. We are done. Uh, Mego and Arcan are next. Billy and Turp produced it. If something went wrong, blame them. We'll be back tomorrow with everything Celtics Bruins related. We'll see you at 10. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.